Good morning. This is Tommy Ray, and you are in episode 51 of Water Rights, Laws, Guns, and Money. Today is September 17, 2022. Summer is pretty much behind us. I've enjoyed the break from this podcast series, but there is still much to understand about water and our changing conditions. And several significant things have happened in the Colorado water space over the summer. At least three important things happened. You may have read that water in the Colorado River is precipitously low, and the federal government has imposed limits this year on how much each party to the Colorado River Compact can withdraw from the river. The second event is that the Colorado Water Conservation Board has issued an update to the Colorado Water Plan. I continue to be skeptical that such a plan can work without further buy and dry. But to their credit, the Colorado Water Conservation Board did a fantastic job presenting the status of our water needs and where potential supplies might come from. And the third significant event this summer happened just last week. A Colorado Court of Appeals confirmed that Larimer County has the legal authority under House Bill 1041 regulations to deny Thornton's permit to build its long-planned water pipeline through parts of Larimer County. That's a travesty that will impede water development throughout Colorado. Let's talk about these three events in reverse order. We covered 1041 regulations in episode 45, but I want to review what 1041 is and what it is not. It's not really a water law, but brother, they have a tremendous impact on water projects. You need to understand not only what 1041 regulations are, but how they're being used. 1041 is a land use planning tool. I want you to know how it came into existence and why it should be changed. After World War II, Colorado boomed. Development in the 50s, 60s, 70s transformed Denver from a cow town to an urban city with its attendant problems. Traffic congestion, pollution, development sprawl, etc. Taxes were raised to fund solutions to these problems. Older residents saw their way of life disappearing, and new residents worried that their, quote, Colorado lifestyle, end quote, was being destroyed. Coloradans were concerned. There was no state oversight into all this development, so the legislature enacted the Land Use Act in 1970. The Land Use Act's declaration read, quote, the rapid growth and development of the state and the resulting demands on its land resources make new and innovative measures necessary to encourage planned and orderly land use development, end quote. The Land Use Act created a statewide system of land use 
that was to be coordinated and overseen by the Land Use Commission. So things rocked on for four years. Then in 1974, House Bill 74-1041 was introduced to address issues surrounding land use planning in Colorado. The intent of 1041 is to assure that environmental impacts of new development are considered and mitigated. The intent of 1041 was distinctly environmental. As enacted, 1041 became the, quote, Areas and Activities of State Interest Act. As part of the Land Use Act, the Areas and Activities of State Interest Act granted broad authority and a permit-type procedure to local governments, yet reserved to the state-level decision-makers the ability to ensure responsible action at the local level. Let me repeat that. Reserved to state-level decision-makers the ability to ensure responsible action at the local level. 1041 gave counties much stronger control than previously existed through traditional zoning methods by which counties exercised control over land development. Now, any project can be required to get a permit from the county that it's in. This would have been okay if the state had retained powers to oversee matters of state interest. However, state-level control would disappear over the years as the Land Use Commission's role and responsibilities were amended, minimized, and defunded. This led to the Land Use Commission's demise and thus no control or oversight on areas and activities of state interest. This is not what the state intended. Take a look at the Homestake Project, Thornton's Northern Project, and even Gross Reservoirs. These are all perfectly legal projects that are needed to help the state grow. But they are all being blackmailed by counties. 1041 denial of the Thornton Project particularly makes me mad. Thornton bought farms with water rights under the water supply and storage company ditch to get high-quality water. This process started about 1985. They did everything right. And now Larimer County is asking them to leave that water in the pooter through Fort Collins. That water has not flowed through Fort Collins for over 100 years. And Larimer County wants Thornton to take it out as it exits Larimer County. This will destroy the high-quality water that Thornton sought when it started legally buying water rights in 1998.
Now their water will be further degraded by Fort Collins sewage treatment plant. Is this right? No. And so Larimer County used its 1041 permitting powers and denied Thornton's permit. Thornton, of course, brought suit to force Larimer County to issue a badly needed permit. Thornton needs this water to continue serving growth that it foresaw 30 years ago. Thornton has been planning and depending on this project for 30 years now. I thought for sure that Thornton would be successful in its efforts. I couldn't imagine that the court system would not view this as an area of state interest and allow Thornton to move its water. But I've been wrong before. Common sense seems to have left the building. A short history. Thornton had been working with Larimer County for years on a routing that was environmentally acceptable and would work for all parties. But on February 11, 2019, Larimer County denied Thornton's plan to lay a 48-inch diameter pipe across 27 miles of Larimer County. Thornton was clearly disappointed and appealed this ruling to the Colorado Court of Appeals. But a couple of weeks ago, September 1st, the appeals court ruled that Larimer County had the legal authority to deny Thornton's application. Wow, what does this say about an area of state interest? Is it of state interest not to let Thornton move water it has owned for 30 years back to where that water is clearly needed? Larimer County is acting in its own interest and not for the state interest. Who is looking after the state interest? The Denver Post ran an article in its September 2nd issue further explaining some of the issues. Here is some of what the Post said about Thornton's effort to install its 72-mile pipeline to carry water from the Cashlipooter River to its residents in northern Denver suburbs. The first 27 miles are in Larimer County. Larimer County residents had denounced the pipeline, saying its construction would negatively impact homes in Larimer County. They urged that the water stay in the Poudre River through Fort Collins before Thornton captures it near Windsor and pipes it south. The appeals court decision means Larimer County's February 11, 2019 denial of Thornton's plan to lay a 48-inch diameter pipe across 27 miles of the county stands. The rest of the $423 million pipe would run through Weld and Adams County. A Thornton spokesman said the city was disappointed with Thornton's ruling, but said Colorado's sixth largest city is committed 
to continuing seeking solutions outside of the legal process that can meet the needs of our community and those in Larimer County. The city could also try to take the case to the Colorado Supreme Court. Thornton has made no decision on next step. While the Court of Appeals did scold Larimer County on several points in the process, it ultimately concluded that the county did not abuse its discretion in enforcing its land use code to deny the permit. Thornton has owned shares in the Poudre River for decades, and because of its robust growth over the last decade or so, this city of nearly 150,000 people now needs that water for its continued growth. The city insists it needs a pipe to convey the water because letting it flow through Fort Collins in the Poudre River would degrade its quality. Water quality was the reason Thornton bought shares under the water supply and storage company Ditch, which serves farms in Weld County, not Larimer County. Thornton says it's critical that it be able eventually to obtain the water it owns. In 2020, the city began telling developers that it might have to stop issuing building permits if it cannot procure enough water. The city has a maximum population goal of around 260,000 residents by 2065. I repeat, this is not fair. Larimer County has not had access to that water for 100 plus years. It has been used on farms in Weld County and has not flowed through Fort Collins for more than a hundred years. Now suddenly, Larimer County wants to make that water flow through Fort Collins, which of course destroys its quality, and not let Thornton move a property right it has owned for more than 30 years. Our water laws need to be updated to make it easier to move water around. We are no longer living in the 1880s or 1890s when most water law was developed. Have a group of really smart lawyers that are not beholden to the ag industry look at ways to improve our water transfers while maintaining the equity in water rights that are owned today. By the way, when water bills are introduced in the House, they first have to pass the Agriculture, Cattle, and Water Committee. Does that tell you something about how much power agricultural interests have in this state? I think there should just be a Water Committee and let water bills be introduced there. That way, all sectors of the public that have interest in water issues could be fairly represented. More food for thought. Now to the middle topic, Colorado's water plan. The Colorado Water Conservation Board is updating its first plan, which was released in 2015. 
The first plan was drafted at the request of then-Governor John Hickenlooper after a particularly warm and dry year in 2012. Since then, climate change and other factors have only increased pressure on Colorado's water supply. The threat of wildfires exists year-round now. The impacts of a two-decade drought have deepened and the state's population continues to grow. The new plan is a blueprint for how the state can deal with projected water shortages by 2050. The 239-page document notes that the state could experience municipal and industrial water shortages of between 230,000 and 740,000 acre feet by 2050. The Colorado Water Conservation Board says the current combined annual municipal and industrial water use is 496,000 acre feet. The plan, which is on the CWCB website, also notes how conservation efforts can stretch dwindling supplies. Water conservation and efficiency improvements could potentially reduce that future need by 300,000 acre-feet annually, according to the plan. Few people fully comprehend Colorado water. The plan is particularly intended to be a public resource and education tool. There are misconceptions about how interconnected we all are and how interdependent we all are. It's not enough just to know that we need to conserve water, but that we're conserving that water to protect the things that we all value, like local foods and the environment where we go and recreate. In a recent public awareness survey, that queried respondents about who used the most water in Colorado, the most frequent answer was household use. Nope, not by a long shot. Agriculture far and away uses the most water. Conservation programs are also critical to meeting future needs. Key numbers from the draft of the new Colorado Water Plan. Just listen to a few of these. 13.5 million acre-feet. That's the amount of water that originates in Colorado each year, more than 60% of which is then provided to 19 other states and Mexico. 5.3 million acre-feet the average amount of water consumed in Colorado each year. 4.8 million acre-feet, the amount of water Colorado agriculture uses each year. And only 496,000 acre-feet, the amount of water Colorado municipalities use each year. 8.5 million. That's Colorado's population as projected in 2050. Colorado's present population is 5.9 million. 19 billion. 
the amount of money water-related recreation contributes to Colorado's economy. $47 billion. The amount of water-irrigated agriculture contributes to Colorado's economy. 173,000, the number of people the agricultural industry employs. I'm disappointed that the plan doesn't compare how large the entire Colorado's economy is. Also, it should compare agricultural employment to the total employment in Colorado. Public comments are welcome through the end of this month. I am submitting comments. The plan will be finalized in early 2023. You can check it out at cwcb.colorado.gov. The first tab is the Colorado Water Plan. Hopefully, this will help you understand paths forward. But things seem to be evolving faster than the state can plan for. Unless you've been on an extended vacation, you know that both Lake Powell and Lake Mead are at less than half capacity. This is going to have a huge impact, not only on our state, but on six other states and Mexico. There have recently been a series of articles published on the impact that lower-than-average Colorado river flows are going to have on all the Colorado River Basin states. That leads me into the next several episodes of this podcast. At this point in time, we need to talk about Colorado River problems. We will begin to explore some of the other states' regulations, their percentage dependencies on the Colorado, and how they plan to cut back. It ain't going to be pretty. The federal government has already demanded that Arizona, New Mexico, Nevada, and Mexico cut their use of Colorado River water. I predict that next year, California will be asked to pare back. But we will get into that in the next few episodes. I hope to stay in the saddle for this podcast fairly regularly. I want to interview many more experts in different areas of water. So stay with me. If you want to communicate with me, please write me at tommy at nowater.com. That's K-N-O-W hyphen water.com. But for now, while there's still water in our favorite mountain stream, let's go there for a while. Let's relax and listen to that soothing sound. See you next time.